can't get enough wrestling talk. Well, check out ringside rant with top guys, RJ and Justin, the Kings of ranting. The new shows drop each Friday morning at nine Eastern, and it'll take you back to the good old days of pro wrestling, but also the not so good days. Ringside rant is available on all podcast platforms, as well as full press coverage, wrestling with genres network and the shining wizards network. You can also follow the show on Twitter at underscore ringside rant. It's ringside rant with RJ and Justin new shows drop Friday morning at nine Eastern. That's ringside rant with RJ and Justin, a couple of top guys doing top guy stuff. It's ringside rant with RJ and Justin new shows Friday mornings, at nine Eastern. It's Friday. It's 9 a.m. You know what that means. Another great episode of the Ringside Rand is with you this week. And introducing your host, he is Cincinnati's favorite son, J.D. Justin Davis. And from Rochester, New York, he is the man with the magical voice. RJ! And as always, welcome to Ranters Nation. Welcome back to episode 144 of the Ringside Rant. I am the man with the magical voice, RJ. He is. Who day, who day, going to kick some Chiefs ass, hopefully, those Bengals. Uh, if you haven't noticed, uh, I'm a little hoarse. Uh, I was yelling at the goddamn TV so often that uh, I kind of lost my voice. You're no so, longer the golden voice. No, no, no. I, I'm the raspy hide- voice, RJ Krasinski. And I'm trying to hide my face. I'm growing a poly, uh, poly B beard. Well, after that loss, I'd try to hide your face, too. I mean, yeah, well, listen, for now I'm on, sure. your wife can, uh, you know, she can no, no longer say that 13 seconds ain't enough for you to get the job done, RJ. Well, yeah, but what the hell am I going to do with the other uh, 12 and a half seconds? So. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't, you know, I can't play like cards or something. I don't have any games on my phone because I took them all off because, yeah, that's, yeah. I feel bad, honestly, because, um when Buffalo scored and there was 13 seconds to go or whatever, I text our group chat and I told Henry uh, from Top Guy Theater, I said, well, I guess the Bengals are going to Buffalo. And he said, shut the hell up, J.D. Don't curse us. And, and, that, and so it's your fault. It's my fault. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, no, because I, I was watching with Gavin. I'm like, he's like, Dad, it's over, right? And I'm like, bud, there's still time left, man. <laughs> You know, the Bengals played the Chiefs and beat them a few weeks ago in Cincinnati, and everyone was giving Zach Taylor hell for he kept going for it uh, there at the end. And mm-hmm. now I understand why he didn't want to give Patrick Mahomes any damn time left on the clock. Especially in, in, in Patrick Mahomes, I'll, I'll give them just due. Uh, it, you know, you play, you play the way that you've done it for so long, and this isn't going to be the last time. We're going to see the Bills and the Chiefs. The Bills and and are ending up going to Kansas City for the regular season next year, and I'm sure we'll see him again. In we the do playoffs. too, actually. We go to Kansas City yeah. next year. And, you, and Cincinnati's in a few days. coming to Cincinnati's coming to Buffalo. Yeah, I am going to a game in Nashville. 
uh, with some slap dicks uh, next year. And who knows? I might have to go up there to Buffalo and see you guys up there. Well, I think Tennessee's coming to Buffalo, too. Yeah. But enough about the losing Bills. The Bengals. <laughs> Are in their first AFC championship. I just, game I just since got I just got over it. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, <laughs> Jesus Christ. The Bengals are back, baby, in their first AFC championship since 1989, when I was a four-year-old slap dick, and I could not be more excited. The city is on fire, mm-hmm. and we feel like we have a chance to win. We held Kansas City to three points in the second half the last time we played them. Um, Joey Burrow cut up that defense pretty well, so. We'll see what happens. Uh, all I know is if we do win, there will be Skyline Chili flying all over the city on Sunday night. But it's going to be insane if the Bengals make the Super Bowl. A team that was picked by Vegas, uh, their over-under was four and a half wins this season. And now they have a chance to play in the Super Bowl. That worked out well for them, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, but I, I even told Gavin. Gavin was really upset. And uh, he ended up bawling his eyes out on it, bud. Oh, I'm, I've been a Bills fan my whole welcome life. Welcome to you being better, a Bills fan, bro. Exactly. I'm like, you better get used <laughs> to it, You didn't see kid. him lose four Super Bowls in a yeah, row right, there. right. You didn't see him lose four Super Bowls. You didn't see freaking the Music City Miracle. You didn't see 13 seconds that it's being called now. But um, honestly, like the get... coolest thing that could possibly happen, and I'm rooting for this, the Bengals could make their third Super Bowl in team history, and it could be against the same team all three times. The yeah, I, yeah, 49ers. I noticed that too. So I don't honestly. What are the odds? Yeah, I know. I expect I expect the Rams to win, but what are the odds that it could be the Bengals and 49ers for you know round three? That would be insane. Yeah, well, definitely. I, I know everybody in this house will be rooting for Cincinnati this uh, this Sunday, uh, and it's not just because. Of they're going against the Chiefs that beat the Bills, uh, and you know it is what it is. It, it, it's it's going to be a good game, both games on Sunday, and uh, we'll definitely definitely look forward to it. If you're a football fan, if or if you're a fan of either of these teams that are playing this Sunday, I've got some uh, friends coming over, and I'm smoking a big old prime rib, uh-oh. and it's going to be a good old time up here in uh, Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah. Speaking of the 49ers, I think we have a fan of the 49ers coming on with us tonight. Yeah, we're going to eventually we're going to have uh, the devilish one himself, Devin Dowling, coming on. He's connecting his, uh, his shoddy Internet service uh, is still connecting, apparently. Um, so we're going to get into it. Uh, we're going to be ranting about the uh, 2005 Royal Rumble. Uh, so before we do that, let's send it up to the ring to Mr. Rich Palladino. It's the opening contest. All right, Justin. So we are honored to have a very loyal listener, even though winner of our contest, even though he is a 
49ers fan. We, uh, we're going to have him on anyways. He's the devilish one himself, self, Devin Dowling. Welcome to the show, bud. Devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. Hey, guys. Uh, how are you guys today? Oh, well, RJ, well, I can't speak. Can, can, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, as you can tell, I can't really talk that well. He's been yelling at Patrick <laughs> Mahomes in his sleep for the last uh, three nights. Oh, 13 seconds. <laughs> wrong, wrong 13 seconds. Son of a bitch. And his, and his rifle rolled over and said, not right now, RJ. Um, <laughs> it's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm just uh, soaking up as you are, you know, AFC uh, or league championship week here, ready to go to uh, Sunday. Oh, and yeah, we got Royal Rumble. We got Royal Rumble Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a fun weekend. I am ready for it. Tomorrow is Little Friday, as I call it here. And we're recording here on Wednesday night. You guys will be hearing this Friday morning. So we are uh, all waiting in anticipation for the NFL games on Sunday. And, of course, to see who will win the vaunted Royal Rumble on Saturday night. And speaking of Royal Rumbles, that's what we're here to talk about. So our uh, rumble that we're going to be going over is, like I said, is a 2005 from January 30th of 2005, Fresno, California, the Save Mart Center at Fresno State, 12,000 fans in attendance with a buy rate of $575,000. Uh, just a quick note that we're going to talk about before is Howard Finkel is the ring announcer for this, uh, this pay-per-view, which was a very nice... Uh, uh, well, I'm sure we'll hear from him when once we watch the Rumble match itself, but it's a good touch. Yeah, and he gave, I think, a very lengthy ex- explanation at the beginning of the Rumble at the end there. <clears throat> but he it's always, always does, good. Though. Yeah, it's always good to see Howard, though, man, and hear Howard. Uh, you know, it always felt like a big deal when Howard was there announcing, especially later on, because, you know, he was there a lot in the late 80s, early 90s. But by the time late 90s rolled around he wasn't at all the pay-per-views and stuff so mm-hmm. it always felt like a big deal when he was there especially at this time yeah you get any good memories Devin of uh Howard Finkel oh yeah just in the you know the attitude era and stuff uh Howard Finkel playing the role as like Jericho's lackey was always fun that's what <laughs> I remember him growing up yeah. as so uh and then coming and seeing him now like you know doing this pay-per-view and stuff um I think Lillian Garcia was the raw uh, yeah. announcer at this time. I believe so. And I think Chimmel was SmackDown. How old, how old were you, Devin, at this uh, in 2005 here, January? Uh, I'd have been seven years old. Okay, <laughs> so, this, so this, like, this, this hit you in the fields then a little bit. Yeah, this was a throwback to when I was younger. But <laughs> Back yeah. in my day. <laughs> but He uh, was seven years old for the 2005 Rumble, and I was – we were seven for the 1992 rumble. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that goes, that goes, shut, shut up, Justin. That, we're not that <laughs> um, but you know, this opening contest, we'll get into it. What we're going to plan on, what we're planning on doing everybody is we're just going to talk about a couple of these matches. There's only, I think there's only four of them in general, but we're going to talk about the two title matches and in this opening contest. Uh, and then we're going to watch the rumble match itself well, with Devin here. Uh, so we want to kind of leave it majority of the talking to the rumble. Uh, so, but this opening contest, they've really played up 
this the last couple of weeks that we've watched Raw and SmackDown, or should be more so Raw, excuse me, is this Edge taking on Shawn Michaels. Um, dude, I, this was the beginning of the Rated R Superstar. It wasn't technically official yet, uh, but man, always been a big Edge fan. Shawn Michaels, I know that is uh, JD's favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, the best in-ring worker of all time. Uh, without I'm question. glad you brought that up because guess who has to sing the praises of Bret Hart on the next Top Guy Theater? Mr. Frank Bruno. Mr. Frank Bruno. His Titans go that. down. Down go to Titans. Down, yeah. down go to Titans. Down go the Titans. So and... instead of tighten up, it would be tighten down, which yeah, I can't really down. say much of anything because of the Bills lost. <laughs> but I'm going to now. I will definitely be tuning in to the next episode of Top Guy Theater to hear how great you know, the goat Brett, the Hitman heart truly is. But, you know, speaking of Shawn Michaels, he's curtain jerking here again, like he should be. Um, it was a good match. You can tell though that Shawn, he can't rely on his athleticism anymore. He's kind of relying more on his selling, his facial features, his, his star power type. I mean, it still gets over. I'm not shitting on it, but it, it, we're not watching the Shawn Michaels of 1996. That's for sure. Well, and I think we're, we're starting here in 2005 when his second run here, we're really starting to see him put other guys over more. So younger guys that, well, a lot of the guys are younger than him, but um, guys like edge that really haven't had that singles push until now um, guys like a Shelton Benjamin, he had matches with uh, Randy Orton. He's had matches with uh, going forward and, with this but um sean really got edge over here as oh a yeah heel. um it lean not more so in this match too but even leading up to it we saw the build up on the raws that we've watched and we talked about um and sean knows how to work whether you like him or not that your opinion is obviously your opinion but in this aspect sean michaels was this era's rick flair yeah. I know it's I, I I may be going out on a limb there, but I'm sure a lot of those diehard wrestling fans out there will, hopefully will tend to agree with me on that. Well, I mean, Devin, you watching as a seven year old, what was your thoughts at the time of Shawn Michaels? Like, were oh, you absolutely. aware of his complete history and all that stuff at this time? Yeah, I grew up a huge Shawn Michaels fan because that's who my dad loved when I was younger. So, like, I grew up watching all like the old WrestleManias, the Iron Man match. My dad had that on tape. So I grew mm -hmm. up watching the old and this Shawn Michaels. So Shawn Michaels is one of my favorite of all time. But yeah, okay. Um, yeah, you was talking about Edge here and his kind of heel uh, stuff here in this match. He, he pulls his hair out uh, when mm -hmm. he doesn't get a pin. He looks like he's lost his shit. Um, we're really starting to see that beginning of the crazy edge, you know, rated R superstar type of uh, character. The right. grittiness. Yeah. yeah. And even more so, we're going to see him, Christ, we're going to see him this weekend on, in the Royal Rumble with Beth Phoenix, well, his wife now. Well, and he Beth won the Royal Beth Rumble last year, right? Yeah. Well, was it last year? Two. Or no. Yeah, last was year. Because it was last year. With Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And Roman yeah, Reigns. Okay, it was a triple threat with him and, yeah, Roman. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This COVID shit's been throwing my freaking brain more so than it already is. My brain off as far as trying to remember this shit. Threw your hair uh, off too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all it's all gone. I, I figured I'm gonna grow it all on my face. I want to look like Devin, but 
There you uh, go. I can I can actually start growing a beard at work now, and that that makes any difference because we got to wear a mask here in New York State. So, <laughs> um, but uh, I, honestly, as far as the finish, we're gonna see Edge pin clean. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. He's not gonna hold him clean while he's holding the ropes. Yeah, he's got his yeah, feet on the so, ropes and shit. I gotta read my own notes sometimes, Devin. You know, it's yeah. crazy. I, I write these notes down and I still don't look at them. Um, but. Edge still wins though, man. I don't hate the finish. I'll be honest with you because it'll continue the feud going forward. Um, we're clearly going to see once we get to the spoiler alert, we're going to see the rumble match or we're going to see something different, but uh, it opens up the possibilities of this feud continuing, which I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hate this feud to continue. I can tell you that much. No. And I like Edge going over here getting that rub from Sean kind of building, building him up to that upper level more. Cause at this point, he's still kind of considered an intercontinental type level guy. But when you beat Sean Michaels at a Royal rumble, that kind of starts to step you up and that's what mm -hmm. they're doing with him here. I think. I absolutely agree because we'll see in the rumble match itself. Edge has a huge role in that match. So I think the edge is really getting built right now. Yeah. So uh, the next match, we're not going to talk about it. We're just going to, I'm just going to mention that uh, we had the casket match between Heidenreich and Undertaker. Undertaker's clearly going to go over. Um, you can see that he's noticeably upset with the whole match itself, which I can't say I blame him. I think he went backstage and tombstone Bruce Pritchard after that match. Christ, I would have. <laughs> At least choke slamming through the catering table. Jesus Christ. No, don't do that because Eric Bischoff wants catering. Uh <laughs> But, I thought the match was fun, to be honest. I just it was don't a casket think... match, throwback. Heard Heidenreich call himself a douche every time he threw a punch. So <laughs> I just don't think Heidenreich got his just due. You know, he was thrown into a shitty situation. Uh, obviously, he wasn't re wrestling Alabama doink during this. So well, that was his best work. Oh, that was clearly his best work uh, in the parking lot at uh, what was it, the uh, Golden Corral? The Golden Corral. <laughs> And we all know the Golden Corral is if there's a place to rumble, it's at the fucking Golden Corral. Because if someone took the last slice of prime rib, I'm pissed. We're going out to the parking lot right now. Dude, you want gravy? You want the brown gravy or the white gravy? I'll throw you through the fucking chocolate fondue tower. God damn. No, but see, on, on a serious note, were you okay? Prime rib, you want gravy? Are you, are you going for the brown gravy or you're going for the white gravy? You know what? With gravy, honestly, or with prime rib, I ain't going gravy. I'm going horseradish. I like a little horseradish huh. with my prime rib. That's you gotta get some JR's uh, all-purpose seasoning. I mean, you ought to know about that Bring up there in uh, Shitalo. You you guys eat that beef Jesus on weck, and don't you guys put the fucking horseradish sauce on that shit? Oh, yeah. Don't you disparage a good goddamn name of beef on weck, you son of a bitch! <laughs> you just suck down that skyline chili, and you like it. <laughs> I've had you beef on weck in Buffalo, and it was. Not bad. Although, do we have to have it on a hard roll? I ain't a big fan where I got to fucking fight through that bread. I don't think I don't think you really necessarily have to. I, I I would suggest it on a roll because then what I used to do, I used to dip it in the Aju dress. Well, that's sauce. what you do. Yeah, that's what you, you have do. to do that. You get a side <laughs> of, um, I, used to get a I side guess you of need the hard roll. It does make sense because you need the hard roll to soak up the Aju sauce. There you go. Because if you do it on a soft roll, then we're just fucking sloppy mess. Well, yeah, well. I don't like this show. And we're off into the weeds again. Uh, so we're going to continue here. We're going to see a bunch of crap with Heidenreich and Snitsky 
if you watch this, you'll see it. I don't want to talk about it because it was a drizzling shits. No pun intended. Um, so our last two matches before we get to the rumble match itself for the heavyweight, the WWE heavyweight title match is a triple threat. Uh, as we talked about before, Justin, um, this angle, this love triangle, we'll say between JBL, who is your current champion taking on the big show and Kurt angle. Um, not a huge fan of the big show, but I thought he, I, wasn't I thought he had his working boots on in this match. Oh my God. You, well, you'd have to, to get anytime you work with Kurt Angle, you gotta take, you gotta wear your working boots, bring a lunch and make sure you, cause you're going to work. Uh, and more so with JBL too. And JBL is just criminally underrated as far as a heel in this time. And in general, the um, spot where big show is like on the steps and gets hit with the with the camera thing or the the uh, you know the little monitor and hits him in yeah, the head yeah. and he and he kind of does the you know wobbles around and then slowly and then finally falls into the table um, and goes through the SmackDown table there. Good spot, you know. Good stories being told during this match. I didn't hate the match. I wouldn't say it's a five star match in the Tokyo Dome, but I didn't hated it had good spots now all those people coming out at the end it got a little messy at the end of it for me kind of hard to follow along at times but i think they had to have some sort of smudge finish for this i think and like i said this is strictly well you got to have the heel which is jbl you got to have him win in a cheating way some which way but you also have to take into account too here is kurt angles also kind of turned into that heel uh, since he's putting women in trunks and all that bullshit um, and just wait five seconds big show I'm sure wait a minute are you know. saying putting a woman in a trunk of a car is frowned upon I didn't know that well hold on well, okay, I'll be well, right back guys well, hold, well, hold on you can put them in a <laughs> trunk you just can't get caught oh okay. there's a difference and okay let me explain that's bad left, don't do I, it this is I your PSA the for the running. ringside rant I left the car running so it would at least stay warm. Well, yeah, I know. It's what I think it's like, Christ, I think it's like 10 degrees here in uh, <laughs> Rochester. So, De- Devin, what was uh, you your got 10 there? We're negative 10 up here in northern New York in Governor. See, you're like almost, you're like Watertown, right? We're, uh, we're 45 minutes north of Watertown. Well, north. So you're more towards like, um, we're in between uh, Thousand um, Islands. Well, we're even more north. We're up towards like Canton. Jesus. Um, Messina area, you've heard up there. So you're but, Canada. Yeah, <laughs> twenty. I can get to Canada in twenty five minutes. Okay then, Devin. What do you think about this uh, triple threat match? Uh, I thought it was like an entertaining match. To be honest, they made Big Show look like a huge monster in this. I thought mm-hmm. that was that was a good take for Big Show, especially after like all the stuff we've seen him throughout the years going through. But uh, JBL, of course, it was nice seeing him getting like a another cheating win. That was always fun. To see with uh, Orlando Jordan out there helping him out, and I then the celebration getting, after was big too. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Him winning and the celebration, it was getting more heel heat on him, which I think was the purpose of this, and I think it 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 accomplished its purpose. Um, I found myself rooting for Big Show to win it, and I think that's what they wanted to happen so you know overall i thought it was not a terrible match at all i know we saw a ref get taken out here 
Um, even though it's no DQ, why the hell would you take the ref route anyways? Is that just because, hey, it's something to do kind of thing? Yeah, because that's when you had everybody running in, right? Yeah, but if it's no DQ, who gives a shit? Well, I know, but I don't know. That, that's, actually, it's, it's, it's a little things that I noticed. That's the thing. Believe it or and not. And like actually, JBL getting his foot on the rope. I yeah. didn't like that part either. Yeah. It's just those little, it's just those little things that you're looking at this match. It's like, okay, why the hell would this happen? I'm like, okay, maybe it's shit happens kind of thing. Maybe. I don't know. Hey, Patterson wasn't there. Okay. So what do you expect? Ah, but the pay. Oh, you put the foot <laughs> on the rope. Oh no, no DQ. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, one thing we kind of skipped over, but I do want to talk about, mm-hmm. um, the Eddie Guerrero, Ric Flair match about, or not match, oh, but the, the segment, segment at the beginning of the show, at the beginning of the show. And, and that's a great way to open it with Eddie, you know, stealing Flair's number. Flair was all excited about his number. He was doing his little dance. He was wooing. He's getting the girls. there, going to party all night and party a little longer. And then next thing you know, he don't have his fucking number anymore. And Eddie's got it. So <laughs> or, his know, or his wallet or his wallet. It was right. just a great man. When you put Eddie and Flair and a thing with Theodore Long and for a comedy segment, it's gold. Yeah. It can't go wrong. And it didn't. And who, who would have known that we he wouldn't be much around much longer after this? It, it's just hindsight yeah. being what it is. It's like holy shit, how you know you yeah, this was Eddie, Eddie's last rumble. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got about 10 months to live here at this point. It was November of 05, uh when he passed. Uh, but anyways, our we see a segment here, a commercial for the uh, WrestleMania with this is when WrestleMania went Hollywood, which is one of my favorite WrestleManias because you get a lot of these videos, these spoofs on the movies. Uh, we're gonna see Eugene here as Forrest Gump. My life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Then um, you can make okay, that's trademarked. I'm sure. Hopefully, I don't get a cease and desist order here on Friday. <laughs> Um, anyways, but no, that was one of the buildups. You're starting to see every Royal Rumble. We're going to see it Saturday. And I almost said Sunday. I'm like, holy shit. Um, anyways, um, you're always going to see the buildup to WrestleMania. And that's kind of where Rumble is kind of like my, my secret number two there for top four, top pay-per-views of all time going. Me too. I, I mean, as a kid, I always, enjoyed, I always enjoyed the Rumbles the most. Like when I would go rent tapes, you know, that 92 Rumble was right at the top for me. It was always my favorite. Um, the Rumbles were just always fun because it was always fun to see who's coming out next, what surprises you're going to have. You know, to me, I agree with you. I think SummerSlam sometimes can be the better show, usually, top to bottom, it as really far as depend. number really two. Depends. But we all agree that Survivor Series can go in the trash. But, you know, WrestleMania and then Rumble and SummerSlam kind of, can tie each other kind of flip back and forth depending on the year you're just bitter on survivor series after that 97 aren't you <laughs> no i'm bitter yes. on survivor series because it just no one cares about these four on four matches or five on five matches it's just i don't know it's i agree hard. now with it being just raw versus smackdown yeah yeah literally a month after they do the draft i don't like survivor series now but back in the day i always loved it yeah, well, I mean, I guess something. as a kid, it was fun for me, like in 89, 90, 91, it was kind of cool to see like Texas Tornado with, you know, the big boss man and whoever else like form they just a team. Threw, it was like a, they just threw it against. It the was really random. 
Yeah. Yeah, freaking Ken Pan, Ken Pantera with fucking Hulk Hogan. It's like, what yeah. the shit? <laughs> I'm like, who cares? They're both American. Who cares? You don't still yeah. put them together. It's like, oh, they put Bret Hart in the American team one year. I'm like, he's not even fucking American. <laughs> yeah. Well, and neither is Ron Garvin. Blame Bruce Pritchard. Uh, so our main event before we get to the Royal Rumble is the World Heavyweight Championship match. Um, your champion, Triple H, putting his title on the line against Randy Orton. Uh, dude, this was, I forgot how good this feud was originally because we saw yeah, this later they did on. A great, too. They did a great job of building this. You know, you know we and, watched and, the Rawls and the SmackDown leading up to it. Yeah. Great job of building this match. And it was one of those things, too. I really miss these hype videos. I really do. Uh, I, like I said, I don't know if that's something that's coming back down the pipeline in the next uh, few pay-per-views, if we're going to see it set tomorrow night as we're, as this releases for the Rumble, but who knows? Uh, the one thing that I really took out of this, uh, and you guys may agree or disagree, is Triple H is really a ring general at this time. Oh, yeah. Uh, he can he's and it doesn't help when he's got the nature void by his side too so that helps uh, but it just goes to show you that he can really have pretty much a match with anybody and he's over with the fans too like he if they wanted heel. if they wanted to put him as a baby face at this time he would have been hugely over as a baby face i think triple h didn't want to be a baby face but no. if if you know they would have if he would have been i mean the fans Fans were, and you know why I think part of it was because he had flair with him and, you know, they love flair. Well, right. So that probably helps him kind of get that rub from the fans because the fans are always going to love flair no matter what he's doing. You know, and I, I, I kind of saw towards the end of this match where I kind of took it away where people were just kind of getting tired of it, to be honest with you, because triple H does retain his title here. Uh, and mm -hmm. Randy Orton's playing the storyline concussion and yeah. he be, get recovered and all that stuff. And selling by Orton at this time, it's like, okay, it's not as good as it is now. And it's interesting to see some of these guys, Orton, um, we'll see Cena. We'll see. Well, you kind of heard show that are still, still going really today. And you kind of you kind of heard the fans though kind of cheering against Orton in this match too at times. Right. And yeah. I think it's just because uh they I think they probably felt like Orton was getting too much too soon and they weren't ready to cheer for him as a baby face. Right. If no. I had to guess, you know. Well, and I think because he got thrusted into the evolution storyline with him and Triple H and Flair and uh, and Batista, you know, he got I I I kind of compare him with that class that he came in with. We came in with Cena, and Cena got thrusted in there too. I think a lot of those guys from that class: Orton, Batista, Cena, Benjamin, Lesnar. Um, I think was that no, Lashley wasn't in that class. Um, but anyways, regardless, yeah, that whole class went right up. There yeah. was no in between. There wasn't an NXT. It was OVW in Kentucky, and they just got thrusted into the limelight. Whether they were honestly, whether they were ready or not, hey, you're ready now. You're going. 
So that brings I mean, a question to like that. That makes me think of a question. Sorry, yeah, JD, to cut you off. No, but, go ahead. Um, if Randy Orton would have stayed in Evolution and not had the push to beat Chris Benoit at the SummerSlam before, do you guys think he'd like develop better and became a better star or a bigger star than he is? Like if he'd have stayed behind Triple H and Ric Flair, like even now during this Royal Rumble and stuff. I uh, I think that he got out when he when the time was right. I think at this time he was still. I may be wrong, but still working behind the scenes with, with Triple H, with Flair, trying to learn from them. Orton's been, it's been documented. Orton said that at this time he was a, he was a piece of shit. He was an asshole at this time because he was thrusted into it too quickly in his opinion. But I don't think we can really say what, when is the good time? Okay. We're going to put him behind. You're going to do, we'll we'll do, I'll give you a football analogy. Randy Orton is Aaron Rodgers and triple H is Brett Favre. Have him sit behind on the bench for a little while and learn from him. Okay. Well, when's enough, you know, because. I also think if you keep him there too long, he gets lost in the shuffle because he's not that top guy. Mm -hmm. And it, and then people just automatically recognize him as Triple H's lackey after a while. And then when you do then break him up, it's like, well, he's Triple H's lackey. So I, so think, there's, you, I think there's a fine line where you can't leave him in there too long. You know what I mean? Would he kind of fall into the Arn Anderson role then if he didn't ever like get that push? Are you talking about Randy? Yeah. Like behind Triple H as Rick kind of like that, Kind of like that mid-card kind of guy? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he could have. Um, like always hold the television or intercontinental title. Yeah. And I think that's what he was pretty much earlier on when he was even within uh, uh, evolution there before he won, before he beat Benoit there at SummerSlam. Uh, and I think that was kind of the test. Hey, let's give you the IC title. Let's give you the tag or whatever. See how you do. Well, it. they put the world title on him probably before he was ready. Cause he was 24, yeah. right? 2004. No, yeah, he was or, 24, 24. Yeah, but something. but it was 2004 too when he, correct, when he got correct. it, right? So, yeah. you know, that, yeah, he was young. He was the youngest champion ever at the time. I think he might still be, is, I think. Yeah. I don't um, think anybody, I don't think, because uh, they were trying to uh, forget about Lesnar because that's, Lesnar was the youngest champion. And I don't, and I don't want to play, uh, you know, some type of psychologist here because Lord knows I'm not. But that that him getting that world title last year in 2004, the year before this, may have led to him with his issues, you know, getting too much pressure on him too fast and not really knowing how to handle it. Well, but you also take into account, too, it's like, okay, 2004, 2005 is different than when you're getting thrusted into it in the 80s or the 90s. You don't have to worry about pressure being pressured as much as you would that yeah the pressures are still there don't get me wrong but you don't have to it's not as prevalent as it is here in 2005 2006 2004 whatever and i just he, he thought too much he was a young kid he's got the rocket strapped to him he's the the face of the company he's the heavyweight champion everybody wants his autograph all the chicks want him all the guys want to be like him all that crap 
Quite all I the still chicks have... want him and all the Efrens want him and everybody wants him. And interesting side note, this t-shirt, you're going to see him coming out quick, I think, in the next couple of years with the, uh, the gas mask. I still have that shirt. Oh. And I, 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 I bring it. I bring it. It's faded as shit. You still can see it, but... Um, no, I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed that my mom got rid of my, I had a heart foundation, the new heart, or, you know, the 97 heart foundation. Um, I had one of those t-shirts with the skull and wings and yeah. stuff, man. I wish I still had that shirt so bad. I get it. Well, we got to grow up sometime, Justin. As, as, <laughs> I'd, I'd be rocking it at top guy weekend. As, as you look behind me with all these freaking action figures, wrestling <laughs> figures on the wall and all that shit. But, um, so, like I said, we're going to see Triple H retain his title. I think Orton still gets over in this match, uh, regardless. And we're going to see him get thrust even more into in, in, into the company, up the, at, to the next level in the company, I should say. And uh, time tells time, tells time. you know. He's still going today, so he's got to do something right then. Devin, were you a Triple H hater, like, you know, as a seven-year-old slapdick, was him get was he getting over as a heel with you? Oh, I hated Triple H strictly yeah. because of the Shawn Michaels feud. When Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. came back in 02, I remember crying mm-hmm. when Triple H hit him with the sledgehammer at SummerSlam. <laughs> Summer, Slam. Su- SummerSlam, yeah. But I, I was like, Shawn's gone again. I'm gonna miss him. But then, you know, <laughs> should have hit him in the back. Yeah, exactly. It's pro wrestling, <laughs> so that's all fake, right? Oh, throw I said that for it. Oh shit! Throw his ass on another casket. Yeah, you're right, right. Uh, so we're the next two segments here is kind of setting up. I I'll, we'll talk about that, and then we'll send it up to Rich to introduce us uh, to the to the main event here. But uh, we're going to see Kurt Angle backstage steal Nunzio's number to gain entry into the Royal Rumble. Typical heel fashion, man. I everybody's love stealing that. each other. This is the most thieving number. Royal Rumble that there's ever been. Everyone's stealing each other's numbers backstage. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. we're gonna also we're also gonna see Theodore Long backstage congratulating Eric Bischoff on a great heavyweight title match uh, for the Raw brand. Uh, JBL and his cabinet comes in celebrating his victory. JBL, or excuse me, uh, Theodore Long tells him that he has booked a barbed wire cage match between <laughs> JBL and the big show for no way out, which is great what? because what the, the administration fuck? there or the cabinet, uh, they're all fired up and th- their party goes to shit when, you know, long's like, um, there's gotta be a barbed wire cage players, you know, and I think it's great. I think it's great little, I love Theodore long. I said this last week, but mm-hmm. man, going back and watching him, uh, I love the way he worded things. It always cracked me up. Um, he was always calm, cool, and collected, which was a cool thing. You know, he, he was, you know, I don't even know how to describe him. Like, just uh, just a cool cat, man. And I really liked watching his segments backstage. And this is just another one. Yeah, he's, uh, I found out. There's the a reason he, he's a goddamn Hall of Famer. He's, uh, he's blocked. And it ain't because of his WCW Jerry Curl. No, why he blocked you on Twitter? I have no idea why. I've never interacted with him. It's it, one of those things where you find out. Hey, I'm gonna go see what Theodore Long is up to. Oh, I can't. Shit, he blocked <laughs> me. I have no idea. I've never interacted with him. I've never said a bad thing about him. Maybe hey, RJ's player. 
He's going to put you one-on-one with the Undertaker. <laughs> at a barbed wire cage match. If you have a business, you need a website. What's the best way to get a website up and running, you're probably asking? Well, choose a website hosting company that makes it simple like Pair Networks. Pair has over 20 years of experience managing the entire digital ecosystem for thousands of online businesses all around the world. Pair makes it easy for you to do it yourself website building tools and features including simple drag and drop page design. And they have a guaranteed US based support technicians ready to help you wherever, whenever you need it. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Right now, when you sign up with Paired Networks, you'll receive one free month of web hosting. See for yourself how easy it is to build your website for free. Visit Paired.com slash free to get your first month free by using the promo code QUICKSTART. That's Paired.com slash free promo code QUICKSTART. All right, so we're back. We are at the one hour, 54 minute and 12 second season 18 episode one of the Royal Rumble 2005. So if you want to sync up with us and watch it with us, feel free. If Fire not, that cock listen. up. If not, you can listen to our lovely, lovely voices. So without further ado, Devin, you want to give us a countdown? Sure. Uh, we'll begin in three, two, one, play. Michael. You ready to go? I'm ready you to go. You feel good? You feel good? I feel good. Right. I feel my head. See too. if you can keep up. See I'm if you can keep up. Sure. Listen, I'm wrong. Don't worry about Oki. <laughs> don't worry about Oki. I'll be all right. All right. Here we go. Boomer Sooner. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, go Brooklyn. It is now time for the I like Royal that. Rumble. Jim giving the SmackDown group some shit. And here are the rules. In just a moment, the individuals who drew numbers one and two this will enter typical. this ring. I love and the match this. will begin. Then, every 90 seconds thereafter, another Raw or SmackDown superstar enters the match according to the number he drew. Elimination occurs when an individual is thrown over the top rope and both feet must touch the floor. The last man in this ring, after all 29 others have been eliminated, will be the winner and he will earn a championship match at WrestleMania! You can't Beautiful, get much better baby. than this, man. You can't get much better than this. So now we know what what number Eddie got. Well, right, right. Driving the car in. Cherry red, too. That's a sweet-ass car. Felix. Felix Felix's car. It's not Eddie's car. Look at Howard Pickle getting that tongue roll in on Guerrero. He only does it once a year. What the hell? He might as well get out, you know. I like that. Whatever that. Uh, that side paint on that car with that pattern on it. That's sweet. Yeah. Tennessee. Eddie start here at number one. We're gonna see him actually have two two eliminations in this match. And then, uh, 
he'll end up lasting uh, over 28 minutes in this match. And what <laughs> number one, number two, man. Couple radicals starting this bitch out. Ben Juan, the rare teal pants. cut that out there but yeah just just sucks to be a get these radicals man sucks to be a good worker if you're chris benoit is like god damn i was one last year i'm two this year right hey, vince you need me to carry any more royal rumbles for you <laughs> yeah yeah right really and we're still and you was gonna see him go for 47 minutes in this over 47 minutes in this match too so it's like you know they can go you might as well get him in this match and start it off hot yeah you're not gonna put viscera in a number one and have him go 35 minutes. Oh, fuck. But well, man, RJ, but... RJ, when uh when RJ was talking about Eddie Guerrero coming out, he was saying how many people he eliminated. I think that he inadvertently gets eliminated by Edge in this match because the cameras yeah. don't even show it or anything. And then JR just kind of says, Well, the fans are chanting for Eddie as he's on his way out here. <laughs> yeah. So it's a lot they did that a lot where they'll, they'll miss an angle here and there just because there's so much shit going on. And I get that, but it's just like, okay, come on. You got to kind of show these, uh, these big, big guys go out. Well, not only that, but uh, Ric Flair said, see you in the rumble, Eddie. And then Ric Flair doesn't come in until the very end. So right, uh, they don't even see each other at all. So I feel like Eddie was supposed to last a little bit longer. Right, you're right. And I think it was that the whole tussle when Angle obviously would later come in here. We see, uh, and uh, but yeah, this is definitely one of the most that one of the most iconic uh rumbles of all time, I think. Well, especially for the finish, everyone remembers the finish. Um, but you can't go wrong starting it off with these two. I really think that this is the biggest either two of these guys ever were as far as size wise they're both balked up pretty good yep. another entrant here we go Daniel the crowd goes mild so I said this I, I did this to say this question we get a question from john hickson fellow top guy yes what is yours and justin and devin's opinion on the daniel pewter hazing um he said he remembers that it being very uncomfortable watching that watching this so basically he's on the mic now we'll cut to that history so Basically, this is a hazing. They beat the shit out of him. I'm gonna be the first Shoot, work, whatever. tough enough champion to win. Yeah, we'll see if you're tough enough. Yeah, right. If you last against these two guys. You know how it goes, I hope he brought his lunch. You know what I'm saying? Tough kid. I know that. His background is impressive, but uh, you know, this is his first big match, his first pay per view in the WWE. He's hunting with the big dogs around here. You see WWE sign guy. Yeah, uh, Rich Archberger with his sign, throw Peter out. RJ, I like that. Um, 
I feel like we should, um, for each entrant that comes in, we should uh, track it just to play kind of the beginning of their music so that the fan, so that the listeners know who comes in on each one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But But yeah, yeah, they're going to double up here, double suplex and just beat the shit out of him. So I I just think this is one of those things too. It's like they're trying to work him because they know he can, he can wrestle. They know he can, he's the, all the MMA guy but can he actually wrestle putting them against these two guys and go, of course it's hazing. I don't mind it. To be honest with you. Listen, con- compared to some of the hazing that went on, like uh, what was it? Somebody shit in uh, Sonny's X-Pac. Or, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I mean, here comes another one. We'll take this compared to that. I think. Fuck How do you Bob. like me now? Spark plug Holly. And you thought it was going to be tough. If you're that, if you're Daniel Pewter, you don't like seeing him come in here. If anyone's got to hate you, it's him. Oh, no. If you guys don't mind, can I have him? And I think oh, Fred, though, like the Seahawks will have his way with Pewter. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, that hurt my chest. Look at Pewter keeps going down like I'm done. No, no. So, okay, that's enough. Let me out of here. Ooh. I'm gonna throw me out already. One more, one more. Peter uh, getting initiated <coughs> in the stiffest and most intensive ways. Look at Peter's chest. Yeah, it looks like uh, he's laying out in the sun here in uh, Fresno. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, no. Blood blisters uh, rising to the pectoral region of uh, the million dollar toughen up winner. But you know what? Honestly, for Peter, Peter. All right, we're going to go. It may not be the type of attention that you grew up wanting, <laughs> but it is getting him, you know, spotlighted, even though he's getting a shit beat out of him. Yeah. It's not like he just runs in and gets thrown out. So there well, is right, that. But you're, he's getting hit. He's getting in his just due. You know, he's getting to work with these guys. Here comes another one. This is number what? Five? Uh, there he goes. Finally, he's out. Oh, stand back. Uh-oh. This is my little brother, Xander, his favorite wrestler growing up. Nope. There goes Holly. There goes, yep. What's up with that? Benoit, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Benoit yeah. and Eddie are kind of working as a tag team here. They just threw Bob Holly out as well. And now mm-hmm. poor Hurricane is in here getting the shit kicked out of him too. So uh, Top Guy Amy wants to know. Well, top Gal, your... how dare you? Top Gal. You said Top Guy Amy. Amy. I said Top Gal, didn't I? 
No, you did not. Oh, but you I know apologize. What? <laughs> I apologize, Amy. I meant Top Gal. Son of a bitch. She's already mad at us for ranking JR's shit. Too right. Low. I saw that today. I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> we can't make everybody have. Actually, we should make Amy happy. That she should be the one we should make. Let's happy. just let Amy have her list. Let's me and you quit ranking them, and we'll, yeah, we'll just, just ask we'll, Amy. We'll just we'll just ask Amy. Where do you want these from now on? <laughs> um, Come on, put a little respect on Amy's name. Yeah, you gotta right. respect her wishes. Got to respect it. Uh, but she wants to know who are our favorite surprise entrants. Anyone during the Rumble? Um, I this Rumble back. has zero surprise entrants. Well, I think she just meant in general, though. Um, I know Justin. You said Kamala, right? Okay. Yeah, Kamala in like two thousand and whatever when he came out. I thought that was pretty cool. Fucking Kenzo Suzuki. Okay, we'll just. Yeah, we can go back to talking. Okay, we'll talk about that. Um, but I, I, I'll go back. I can't remember what year it was, but it was the hurricane. Came, came oh, back. Yeah. Uh, we can even go. I think it was two thousand two, two thousand three. Mister Perfect. I just like Kamala's dust. because I can't remember what Kamala's year was. It may have been like oh six or seven or something. I think like it was that. like early to. Early um, 2000 to mid 2000s. But it had it had been a long time, like 1994, since we saw Kamala. So that's why I really liked his surprise entrance. And, and every and every time Kamala does shit, like remember, um, I think around the same time, like he did a skit with William Regal when William Regal was the GM and he was up on um, William Regal. Oh, he was Regal's on top of desk. his desk. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's it's just hilarious. Good shit. I like when Kamala came back. That was you my know, favorite. We're, we're talking over great wrestling here by Kenzo Suzuki, as I yeah. say that with a smile. Um, Devin, what was one of your favorite uh, surprise uh, entrants? Do you guys remember? It was either 2013 or 14. I can't remember. It was the last year CM Punk was in WWE when Diesel came back mm. and power bombed him in the middle of the ring and threw him out. Yeah. That was one of yeah. my big, big memories because I was always a huge Kevin Nash fan. You know, yeah, and it was cool that he came back as Diesel and not as Kevin Nash. If you yeah. look behind me, you can see the Piper figure. Um, open. Oh, just, oh, here's another entrance. Got Edge. And he goes right after Eddie. I gotta pay attention. Well, you know, we're under the Bruce Pritchard clock, which means like, oh, they're bored. Here, go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, you see that I'll go with my surprise entrance. I think it was 2008. Roddy Piper came back at Massive Square Garden with him and Snuka. It was the only time that you actually, if you go back and watch it now, it's the only time that the Rumble stopped and watched these two guys. Just these legends from Hall of Famers, have you? in the in the company here's a question what guy could be a surprise entrance this year like someone from long ago do you think could come in and obviously i think they're probably teasing a jeff jarrett kurt entrance angle, potentially kurt, kurt angle could but he it was just a few years ago yeah. he was there i'm talking about somebody that has not been there a long time how about like, a recent like, hall of famer rob van Dam? Rob Van Dam. Or like last year we had Car- last year Carlito was one, right? Yeah, um, another one. Oh, Chris Masters could be in another. Yeah, they're seeing Ricky James coming over from Impact, so why not an NWA guy? 
Oh, Ray Ray. So I always found it interesting too. Why would you run to the ring? Conserve your energy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you got to think. Your- the, they're in a lot better shape than us as well. Oh, well, well of course. Hey, that I, 20 foot jog probably doesn't affect them as much I, as it would I, us. I get, I get winded walking to the mailbox. <laughs> yeah, me too. The honky tonk, the honky tonk man could come back out this year and get just to get fired. Eric Bischoff, he could come <laughs> back in his karate getup. Why not? DDP could be one, but he was kind of surprised. I, but I don't, like I don't, five or six years ago. But I don't think I, I, you know, we could honestly, we mentioned his name, Kevin Nash. He, yeah. he, he, he just had surgery. Oh, I know. Actually, shape. I think, yeah, this, last actually, I think actually this could be one because I heard he's been working on and wanting another match. Sean Waltman could be in this mm-hmm. year's Royal Rumble. He was at uh, GCW over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I seen that, and he's he's still in phenomenal shape. Yeah, he can definitely go in there and do a few minutes in the Royal Rumble. Oh, we got another one here, but yeah, I I, I, I can see it all pretty much. Who we got here? Ray and Benoit both down. Edge is going to be out next. Here's another one that's still there too. Floundering at this time, but another guy that one of the most athletic guys in of all time, pretty much in the company. I think Shelton Benjamin. I agree. Yeah, in this era, he was he was the Intercontinental Champion at this time. But you could always count on him, count on Kofi for good spots during the Rumble. Good he, looks like a, he looks like a million bucks here too. But I mean, he's still well, he's still in pretty damn good shape. Yeah. I'm just saying he is lean and mean and young. I just never could believe that he didn't get to the top, Shelton Benjamin, because yeah. God, he could work in the ring. He looked good. I don't know if what it was. Was it and you guys watched back then more than me? Was it Mike Skills that held him back from really becoming Shelton? That guy. Yeah. I think it was more that, yeah, because they paired him with Charlie Haas, put him in team angle. So they gave him the opportunities. He was given but, a bad gimmick a couple of years later when he was given yeah. the buff Bagwell treatment when his mom came in. Was well, his yeah, mom. Did the she shave suit. his balls? <laughs> she, I don't know about She dyed that. his hair gold. <laughs> well, same thing. They're coming in fast now. Can you dig it, suckers? I was here's another guy that could come in this year. Mm. He's still yeah, for in sure. good shape. Yep. Being Booker T, he's still he's got his school down there in Texas. Uh, the thing about reality? Booker T is that he's on the WWE TV a lot already. So is it really that big of a surprise? You know what I mean? Well, I, I, Not I, that he couldn't and the fans wouldn't love it. It's but. still somebody that you could do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about this? You know, friend of the show, Blue Meanie. Well, I oh, say, bro- I think, I think brother love could be a legitimate contender to win the whole damn thing this year. Bring back Hornswoggle. Why not get him underneath the ring? Uh Oh, who's coming out here. Mr. Bischoff. What the hell is the general manager doing out here? Who knows about the general manager? 
This was really the time when they were really selling. Well, the, um, yeah. And so here comes Bischoff. Cheer on his raw guys. Who's being a cheerleader? We'll stop tracking it. But yeah, I think that was just it was at that point where they're trying to play up that. Uh, <laughs> Here comes know. another person. They're just Bruce. Get out there, go, 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 go. Oh, here's the man. Yeah. Another guy still. He just wrestled tonight. On uh, Dynamite. I beat The Rock and Austin in the same night. Oh, yeah. Taz definitely, definitely hit the nail right on with that. Oh, I was yeah, a little jerk when I was younger. Oh, look at all these WCW guys in here. Booker T, Eddie. Ray, Jericho. Chris Benoit, and Jericho. I mean, you basically, other than Booker T, you basically have the cream of the cruiserweight division in WCW in 1998. Well, yeah. Even before, yeah, but even before that, 97, 96, yeah. that's when they started off. That's when Jericho was. They're in the early, the mid Okay, here era. comes Teddy Long, players. Player, player, player. And he's got to cheer on his SmackDown, boys. <laughs> There you go. See a young Charles Robinson. Look at Charles Robinson on his knees so he doesn't get in the camera shot too much. Is he on his knees or is he still standing? Well, I'm not sure. He's still up to Teddy's shoulders. Yeah. Here comes somebody. Oh, no. Luther Reigns. Roman's older brother. <laughs> now, here's somebody I don't really know. Nah, don't feel bad. Nobody really knew him. <laughs> Not much to know. No, he was the answer to... Uh, we had Evolution on Raw. He was part of Angle's get-up with him and uh, Jindrak and Angle. Okay. So it was that kind of faction opposite the cabinet as well. So... So we're going to see everybody back up here. Can I just say, I hate Ray in these baggy pants. Why isn't he wearing his regular shit? We also keep in mind, too, I think he's got to hide these knee, his knee. Uh, oh, brace. Because he's had multiple, multiple knee surgeries. I got so you. We're You're just talking about it. They're splitting up right now. Yeah. Here's Ron Smackdown. So you got like four guys on Raw, four guys on SmackDown, and they all line up with each other and go at it. Not much better than this. I think they're just trying to play it too much, though. You know, it, it, it's great. If I were wanted to build it like this, I would want to actually promote it more that's me now i do like this spot i like this spot yeah so because they, they built this up the whole month leading yeah. up to it we went over justin 
So now we got Muhammad Hassan. Go ahead and cut the track. Yeah. What I like about this is, so they just had everyone, all the Raw guys line up on a team, all the Smack guys, SmackDown guys line up on a team, and they're fighting each other. What I love about this spot is now everyone stops fighting each other, and they look at Hassan coming. And they're all Americans, you know, so to speak, maybe other than Rey Mysterio Jericho and Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho. But, but they're all going to team up because this guy, you know, they all hate him. So whether he's on Raw or SmackDown, they don't give a shit. So when he gets in the ring, they all just team up on him and fucking give him a big, huge bump off over the rope to get him out. I like this spot. And, I, you know, there's a lot of good spots in this Royal Rumble. Um, I thought that last spot with Raw and SmackDown teaming up and now this spot. There's a lot of good spots in this Royal Rumble. And for Pat Patterson not to be there, <clears throat> Bruce Pritchard somehow did a good job of putting this shit together. Mm-hmm. So interesting side note, too. Uh, Muhammad Hassan is a administrator in the Syracuse area, New York. Yeah, right up here. An administrator. What does that mean? What does he administrate? Principal. Oh, okay. School. School, School administrator. administrator. I got you. It sounded a lot better than principal. So. <laughs> I think there was a real missed opportunity with the Muhammad Hassan. Well, I just don't think it was the right time because they had that i believe it was the paris bombing yeah but just cut the segment like just don't show it right i know i i get that but i just they just tried to cut it yeah so hassan gets dumped and now we got a new entrant davari's freaking out i love davari fucking orlando jordan god he kind of looks like um tony atlas I look like a young Tony Atlas here. How many drinks have you drank? He kind of does. <laughs> like Tony Atlas in his younger days was lean and ripped, and they kind of look alike. I can see you it. Say so. Yeah, well, well, I guess so. so I don't really have... know Orlando Jordan all that well, though. I I remember him, but I don't. He was just in the cabinet. That was pretty much what he was known for. And then he went over to TNA and did a couple of gimmicks over there, and that was pretty much it. He was uh, given a U.S. title run just after this, where he feuded oh, with Benoit right. for like two or yeah. three months, and that was about the highest I remember him getting in WWE. Yeah, but he didn't really have any other title reigns outside of that. Uh, Top guy Brad Stanton wanted to know in this rumble, a lot of the participants wrestled earlier in the night. Do you think the loser of the championship match should be automatically entered into the rumble? Hmm, That's a good question. But the problem with it is the championship match isn't always after the rumble. Is it like, haven't we had times where the rumble some that some has been after it in in like in the mid in like the early to mid nineties or some of them were after it. Like, I know, I think maybe, maybe like Diesel and Brett might have wrestled that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Sean and Psycho Sid. Yeah. I uh, will get to this question after we see who's next. Oh, God. Turn it up. Oh, man. If you don't like Scotty Too Hotty, you can just get the hell out of here. Scotty too hotty. He could be a possible entrant this year. There you go. There you go. He just got released. What the hell? Why not? Um, to, to answer his question, I yeah. say no. 
Brad, um, thanks for asking and thanks for being a listener, Brad uh, Stanton. Good, good guy. I, I say no because of this. If a guy just lost in the world title match and then comes into the Royal Rumble and wins, I think it would be shit on. Right. First of all. Second of all, I don't think anybody would want him to win it, so he wouldn't win. And I think most people would know that. Like, you just had your shot, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I just don't think it would be something that would happen as far as like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? No, I get what you mean. Um, I just think that the, you run in, you're going to run into the issue of you're going to be running these guys too much, whether it, regardless if it was before or after this era, there were a lot of them were before the, the main event was going to be the rumble. Sometimes it wasn't that the fact in the mid nineties, uh, but I, regardless I agree with you, Justin, too. It's just you you had your shot, move on. Uh, and and plus I still want I don't think they should have done it just because they'd run them ragged and get them to hurt. But we'll look yeah. at we'll look at yours. The first 10 men we'll answer to that in a second when we get right, to right. see who is, who's who is next. Haas. Charlie Haas. Here's another possible. Possible. That's cool. He's still going. Right. He just got, he just wrestled an impact. Yeah. Charlie Haas, man. I love him. Such a sad story. What happened his to his brother. brother? Yeah. Just terrible. But, um, um what, what do you think about that question from Brad, uh, Devin? Um, I agree with your guys's. Yeah. I agree with your guys's standpoint, but also like if I, if, uh, the title match was the first match on the show, kind of like edge versus Shawn Michaels was, I could see how, like he could end up in the rumble still that an hour and a half later. Still somebody's later. number. Yeah, I do something like Kurt Angle did. Oh, the Rumble Rooney got him exited. Right in front of the sign guy. But yeah, one thing I noticed, you just said the sign guy. This is not 1997. There's hardly any signs in the stands. Yeah, but he always, yeah, but he's right at ringside. Well, I know, but how come nobody else has signs? Are you not allowed to bring him in anymore? I don't know. Yeah, I I brought a sign to SummerSlam two years ago. Sorry, but when when the B team was there, I was on TV because I had a B team sign. I see a couple signs now that I'm looking, but it's nothing like, you know, it's not what Monday it was. Night Wars. It's not, oh, no, yeah. it was, no, it's not what it was then. No, uh, we saw Luther Reigns get eliminated, shocking, and we saw Scotty Duhati be taken now back after uh, Muhammad Hassan took him out. So, see our next entry. Here we go again, another entry. Oh, resistance. Where's Fifi? I had a cat named Fifi my whole childhood. <laughs> Renee Dupree, he actually has his own podcast now, too. Does he really? I, yeah. I had a long haired white cat named Fifi from the time I was born to I was 16 years old. Fifi, she held on for a long time. It is a. Uh, she had Kef, a lot of Kef, la, Kef, la resistance to death. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Cafe with Renee. Uh, friend of the Cafe show. Cafe with uh, Renee. Yeah, friend of the show is the producer of it too. So, 
but we're going to see. Oh, Shelton. Oh, take this it back to the world's spot. greatest I tag like team. Boom. Yep. Dude, low key, one of the best tag teams of all time, Charlie Haas and, and Shelton Benjamin by far. Just go up, go back. Any match you see them tagging together, you're not going to be disappointed. Did you guys watch any of their return as a team in Ring of Honor after they both I, left WWE and like I did not see the Ring of Honor stuff. I did not. No? I didn't either. They had a couple good matches with like the American Wolves and like mm. uh, Red Dragon was one that they had. But they're one of my top favorite teams as well. We'll have to go YouTube that after. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. She could have won this thing, Shelton. Shelton's athleticism bit him in the backside. Right, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Oh God. oh, God. Simon this, Dean. This is Justin's favorite wrestler of all time. Simon <laughs> Dean, a.k.a. Nova. Well, at least he's being smart. He's taking his sweet-ass time to get in the ring. He's smart, though. He's, he's, he's the using the Simon system. I actually like this. Look, he's going to get his shit out. He's going to start working out before he goes in. He's got to get warmed up because he so, hasn't had two hours backstage to do it. He's got to come out here by the ring and do it. There you yeah. go. So some rumor in the innuendo has it that this was a rib on uh, Dean Malenko. <laughs> really? Because his real name is uh, uh, Simon. Simon. Dean Simon, Malenko? right? <laughs> yeah. So room in you under that's been on the Pritchard show. Like he's mentioned it in one of his episodes. Oh, Eddie, see Eddie is out after his 28 minutes or whatever that he put in edge. So basically Um, who we got left in the ring right now, just to kind of, if you guys are Jericho edge, Ray, Renee, Charlie, Charlie Haas and got eliminated. Who has not and, got in the ring yet? He's yeah. still working out. Over still working side. out. We got another Look at one those here. push-ups. I know. I loved it. It's such heel shit. Well, I hope somebody eliminates Simon Dean. Like RJ can do better push-ups than that. Yeah, that's sad. Uh-oh. Oh. I'm going to turn this up just for Justin. He ran like a girl over the ring. You, you run like that. Oh, Simon Dean goes out. There he goes. And hey, we were dead. we were uh, just talking about signs a second ago. What do you think about all these signs that just have the person's name? Yeah, like, like Denny with an arrow pointed. Down. Randy with an arrow pointed. Down. I'm Randy. That's me. I'm Randy. Hi, Randy. I don't care. <laughs> Shut up. Nowadays, it'd probably be people's like at Devin D nineteen. Right, right. Pointed exactly. down. Follow my Twitter, motherfuckers. Yeah, their Twitter <laughs> handles or Instagram <laughs> handle or something. Wouldn't surprise me. I'm sure they, I've, I know they, I've seen it before. I know they do it. Uh, but this is that time too, 2005. Christ, what the hell? I was what? 20, 21? 20. 20. I was 20. Well, yeah, 21. No, I was 20. No, I was 20. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Devin was just I was a seven. baby. <laughs> Devin was just a baby. I was 20, which is why I did not watch this. I was 20 and in college, and Lord knows what I was doing right now. I was... I you was didn't watch in college? college? No. <laughs> I was lucky to have enough money to pay for cable. All right. 
Instead of Nitro parties, have Monday Night Raw parties. Oh, the Olymp you're Olympic hero. There's your boy, RJ. And he's got the straps down already. He's ready he's to ready fucking piss kill. Off. He's tossing everybody you, around right now. You cannot. Can you name either one of you? Can you name somebody else that has more intensity than Kurt Angle of all time? Mm. Someone with more intensity, intelligence, and integrity than Kurt just Angle? Just <laughs> intensity. Yeah, yeah, I don't need the other two eyes. <laughs> no, I honestly can't. He's one of the most aggressive. I, yes, of I can. All time. I can. And then he gets out. Oh, then he's out by Shawn Super Michaels. kicked over the What throat. the hell? I can't tell you somebody. Uh, fucking macho man. Oh. That's a different. That's a different oh, type of intensity. Yeah. Let's track it real quick. See what they're saying. Gotta be kidding me! Come on. There you go. Ten music hot angle just right to eliminate the Olympic champion. Angle. Never see. This is perfect event. though. And that sets up their uh, WrestleMania match coming up. Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. Yeah, when did Angle things. leave? Was it 07, 06? Angle? I think it was like 08. Was it 08? Okay. I think it was lighter than that, yeah. Because I'm trying to remember 08. He was. He definitely wasn't there in 08. I believe 07. That's is what I was thinking. It was probably late 07, right? It was shortly right after um, the ECW brand started. Right. It was like six to eight months oh. after that. We got here. in 06. Oh, I like this. Coachman stays in this motherfucker for like 12 minutes. Coachman is in it. Let's see. Longer than Dango. 13, 13 minutes, 48 seconds. Longer than Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah. That's what if coaches will return this year? A couple of the top guys that are in it the longest. Well, if you were a part of coaches, um, top guy. Uh, or they're on the ad-free shows when we did the, the little <sighs> thing with Coach, you will know that he told everyone, I will never work for WWE ever, ever again. Yeah, but he had a good, he had a good reason, pretty damn good reasons for it, though. Yeah. No, I remember listening to that. I just, but that was just an cool. idea. <laughs> I always, yeah. I always liked Coach's character when I would watch around, you know, when he was there. I, I always enjoyed him on. Well, even when he was on commentary, he was great. Yeah, yeah. Like um, we were watching um, the one of the rolls at the beginning of this January 2005 when um, Muhammad Hassan took out King and um, and Jr. and Coach had to fly by himself on there for mm -hmm, a while, and he right. did amazing. I thought for going by himself so kurt angle was officially in the rumble for 37 seconds yeah he's <laughs> not as good as bushwhacker luke or, or santino morello later on mark jindrak number 22 dude this guy just looks like a million bucks too this did and nothing he... with him I know. He should have been a star. He was supposed to be an evolution. Yeah. He was yeah. supposed to be the Batista role. Kurt just threw out Shawn Michaels. Yep. So that's playing up there. About time. Yeah, hit him with the stairs. There you go, Kurt. And zip. Hit him in the back. Body slam him on those stairs, Kurt. <laughs> Let's see what they're... Uh-oh. Shawn's... He's juiced. 
Zip it. And he's got the ankle lock on him. Oh, Sean's tapping. Dude, how seriously though? I, I know Justin, I know you don't like Michaels, but dude, how can you how can you not oh there's Kern, there's Skinner. Yeah. Um, Finley. Yeah. It's so weird you, to see Steve Kern in in that type of you know, in that role. suit and shit. Yeah. But how how can you not like the selling job by Michael? Well, it would have been nice if he sold for Bret Hart in Montreal in 1997, but he was a screw, what Screw but, Bret Hart. What did he ever do? <laughs> JD, did you see my tweet earlier about uh, saying that Bret Hart really is the GOAT? Yes, I did see that. I was... About, um. It's about time you came to your senses. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't feed into him, Devin. <laughs> I'll explain after this. Oh, Mabel, baby. Uh-oh. Viscera. Big Daddy V. <laughs> the man who liked to watch porn in his hotel room by himself. Back off. Lisa's is by himself. <laughs> oh god roll up a big fatty and turn on some jenna jameson that's how viscera <laughs> enjoyed his evenings after a big match all right so i'm gonna make jd kind of pissed off here we got some questions for money mike uh he asked where does the 2005 royal rumble rank with your favorite royal rumbles of all time uh for me and we can go right down the list too. It's top five. It's my fifth favorite of all time. I go 92, 2001, 2002, 2008, and then this one. How do you guys look at it? Go ahead, Devin. I'm about to think about it. Yeah, uh, I didn't put a list together, but off the top of my head. Um, give me a couple ones. Yeah, I mean, uh, Shawn Michaels going first to last with uh, British Bulldog, 95. That was a great one. Dude. Okay, no, we, can un- we can untrack this. No, <laughs> just another. Just a, oh, he is a good worker. worker. A forgettable character, kind of. Just watch how he's eliminated. By the way, I like. Did you see that slide in? He slid all the way across the ring. Yep. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> you got any any other ones, Devin, off the top of your head? Yeah, yeah. Um, a few years ago, everyone seemed to bash this one, but I was a big fan of when uh, uh Triple H won the title won Roman Reigns' title right, right. in the Royal Rumble match. I, I really like that. Uh-oh. And this is what Justin does in the bathroom before he takes a shower. <laughs> the French tickler. <laughs> uh, it's and pretty similar. Hippie ho. I will say, you know, for me, 92 is always the best. Right. Um, I kind of like 97. I, I kind of like 90... Um, five like uh mm-hmm. like devin said 91 kind of hits me too but this one i think would rank in my my top six or seven i do enjoy this one i especially at the end i like vince coming out and fucking himself up and sitting in the middle of the room oh you can't see me bitches this was my favorite era of john Cena right here yeah I, I, he, this could be possible too. 
Saturday, tomorrow. Could be. I never think, know. The one thing I'll say about this era of Cena, it's not as good without his, his Cena music. Oh, no. Uh, you know. The economics, the ones we heard here. Yeah. Um, but uh, actually, that leads me to Money Mike's next question is, does the road to uh, WrestleMania 21 look different if John Cena wins a Rumble instead of Batista? Spoiler alert. Well, yeah, of course it does. Um, but I don't, I mean, what are you asking? Does, does the road look well, different? Money, Mike? Well, fuck yes. It's a different you, guy in the fucking main event. But God. being a SmackDown guy. He'd be fired up. Money, Mike. He'd, he'd be going after, question. he'd be going after JBL or he would jump ship and go to raw yeah. to face triple H. I, okay. I, I think it, I honestly, I would have liked to see Cena. Not my fault. The baby kicker. <laughs> okay. Right. To answer his to answer his question, I don't. I don't. It would have changed things, of course, but I. I don't think it would have been better. I think the right thing to do with the story they're telling, with the heat that they've been building up between Triple H and Batista in the backstage area for the last three four weeks. You have to have Batista win this bitch and go on the face Triple H. It's just what you've been doing. Yeah. Well, but so if you, you also you know take I mean? no, you also take no account too. If you listen to Bruce's show, or I think any, I, I think it's Bruce's show that he said this, where they were basically reverse book it. You book WrestleMania and you work backwards. Right. So they know what's going on. Watch this elimination, by the way, with Paul London and Schnitzky. Oh man, he gets killed right here. I, yes, Watch, hit him it. right in the top of the head, man. You know, fucking shooting. Oh, woof. Anyways, but that's how they would do it. So here's the I replay. Don't... Here's the replay. Watch. And boom. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, who I just you are, think, that hurts. I just think that the, you've got to pay off that Triple H Batista storyline by having Batista win the Royal Rumble. What if what if they'd have done a Bret Hart Lex Luger thing and just said both guys win? Well, well they did kind of. Like, I kind of. I mean, <coughs> yeah, kind of. Uh oh. He kind of could have predicted that he was coming next after yeah. the Cascade match. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I said, they they're putting good spots in this Rumble, which is why. It is a solid rumble. There's no doubt mm -hmm. about it. It's not one of the worst rumbles at all. It's a pretty good rumble. Like I said, Vince coming out and fucking himself up and no selling it makes the rumble for me. Yeah, we'll de we'll definitely have to track that when when it gets over, but when it happens. But yeah, it's and it would be interesting to see because I think yes, I'd like to see Cena, but Cena's younger, young, a lot younger than than Batista. <laughs> Excuse me. At this point, I don't think Cena was as over with the fans as Batista is right here. Batista's no, over just no, how he's a but that, jacked giant. Yeah, but in that aspect, then you definitely would push Batista. But maybe you do a triple threat. You know what I mean? I, I just don't think Cena's quite ready for it here. I mean, he'll get there pretty quick, but I still think he's on that United States title, Intercontinental title space right now, to where Batista's already. He's there. Coach is trying to eliminate Kane right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's been goozled. 
And Snitsky gets him. Okay, screw him. But yeah, I, I, I think they did it the right way. If anything, they would have done. I wish they would have done triple threat. Worst case scenario. Is Money Mike done with questions? Yeah, I think we pretty okay. much. Well, well, his only other question was being a botch finish. We pretty much addressed that, anyways. Or we will at least. Okay, here comes another entrance. Who is this? Now? Who is it? Oh, oh there he is, the animal. Look, look, listen to that pop, though. That's what I'm saying, man. He's over huge. Yeah, the fans are ready for him to be a main eventer. Yeah. And he just comes in kicking ass. There goes Snitsky. Uh-oh, we're going to see him face off with Kane. So, anyways, Devin Dowling, what was you going to say about how you finally realized that Bret Hart is the GOAT? <laughs> uh honestly i was listening to uh one of the old my worlds with jeff jerry and conrad thompson earlier on afs and um he was just talking about his working relation jeff Jarrett was talking about his working relationship with bret hart backstage and i've just thought about it. like bret hart was the man in and outside the ring in like, the Shawn locker Mike, room literally everywhere, ring, everywhere with the fans yeah. with a with, with just everything um yeah sean michaels he was a he was one of one of the, you know, one of the top two greatest wrestlers of all time, him and Ric Flair. There's no arguing that in-ring performers. One the, yeah, one of the top two performers. But Bret Hart, he, he's, you know, number three right there. And then outside the ring, his credentials there. I mean, honestly, it really surprises me when I think back about it. We'll let this, enter, this guy come in. Christian coming in at 29 or 28. I can't remember which one of the 29. Yeah. 29. We got one more entry. Um, so what are you going to say, Justin? What I was going to say, you know, what you just spoke of, Devin, the fact that Brett or that Vince let Brett go in 97 when, like you said, he was the leader of that locker room, him and Taker, everyone respected him. You could depend on him he was dependable i don't i think it was a gamble to go with sean over brett there because sean had pissed a lot of guys off in the locker room some guys didn't have a lot of respect for him at that time and as we saw i mean he he didn't last very much longer after that survivor series 97 so i just i do and i don't feel like uh brett would have been the better one yes because backstage politics would have been better with brett hart but overall, Shawn Michaels was, I feel, the more popular <laughs> fan. He had all the kids' fan base. He had, like, my father when he was younger. He had, like, I don't know. just feels like Shawn Michaels was more popular, at least to me and everyone that I've, like, a lot of people that I've talked to when they were kids during that era. Here comes number 30. Nature Boy in like a, a Texas orange road, like a burnt orange with uh, some yellow sequences on there. And of course, black tights, black, black, black He goes in and gives two high fives to Batista and starts to pick the fuck out of Coachman. He's like, <laughs> I mean, he is the dirtiest player of the game. Go for the weakest motherfucker in there first. Oh, yeah. So oh. the top 
eliminator uh, eliminations of this Royal Rumble. Batista and Edge tied at four each. Uh, Shawn Michaels had three, and Ric Flair had two. As yeah, well he just as threw Eddie Guerrero and Yep. Him and you see Flair and Batista, you know, working as a team here, which I like. Yeah, but that's kind of what they were teasing at at the beginning of the Rumble, though. Yeah. Is hey, we're gonna get there the goes Christian. There. Yep, right under Comco. So now we are down to the final six. We've got Flair, we've got Benoit, we got Edge, Cena, Mysterio, and of course Batista. And technically Scotty too hotty because Muhammad Hassan beat him up on the ramp and he never <laughs> came wow. out. That Scotty well, never, he, he never technically yeah, we say he never what really he what really would have put this thing over is after Batista won, Scotty Too Hotty comes in, throws him out, and Scotty Too Hotty is going <laughs> there to wrestle go. There you go. We see the worm. Scotty's, technically, Scotty <laughs> The worm is going lost. to WrestleMania. He was never eliminated. Oh, there goes Benoit. There goes Benoit after 30-something minutes. Flair he doing his in. dance. Oh! oh! Tries to take out oh. Batista. <laughs> Flair <laughs> tried to take Batista out. I've got a feeling that might be the end of Flair's uh, participation here. <laughs> get a spear by edge on flair there honestly here, go, I, there I will flair. rebook i will rebook this thing a little bit since flair came in at 30 it would have been fun if flair could have stayed until the third person because yeah. now now you think oh god flair and bautista are gonna throw cena out or, Put those or not two C against Cena. Yeah. And Flair's a former winner of the fucking Rumble. But would you still have Batista win or would you have Cena win? I'd still have Batista win it. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense then. So, so right now we're in the final four Edge, Rey Mysterio, Batista, and John Cena. All Correct. four of these guys will eventually win a Royal Rumble. Correct. That's kind of so cool. Ray would cool win thing. next year in 2006, I believe. Correct. Yep. The, he went. Uh, entered second and lasted the whole yeah. distance. Yeah. Man, Ray worked his ass off in this rumble. Like, if you just, as everyone's fighting, you look, like when there was a bunch of people in there, you look, and Ray's just working his ass off the whole time. Well, he was in time. it for nearly 30, 40 minutes. He was in it for over 35, 38 minutes. Edge was in it for over 40. Craig Jericho was in for it for 28. So, and then goes it. There, there goes, goes Ray. Ray. So we're keeping it. We're keeping Justin up. It's past his bedtime. You <laughs> <laughs> get up and teach the slap dicks in the morning. Oh, great. That's bad enough. He's teaching the youth of America, <laughs> but it's West Virginia. So it doesn't count. Oh, there goes edge. Final two now. Right, hey, see. I teach in Ohio. You son bitch. So I, this was that era. Keep in mind too, when Jr. was on SmackDown, he wasn't. It wasn't him and Lawler anymore because they did that whole rebrand and shift everything around. No, right no, now no, Jr. was still on Raw. I thought Taz he was on SmackDown. And, Taz and uh, Cole were on SmackDown. 
Oh, I'm and sorry. JL, I, I'm thinking. Yeah. I watched something today that he was on SmackDown. My apologies. Yeah. That's not till 08. This is yeah. I was 05. watching 08. That's what I was watching. I my apologies. Yeah, he's he's still because I kind of like that at the beginning when he came in and gave Taz and Cole shit. He's like, uh, you know, I'll you guys try to keep up with me. You know, even the announcers were having that Raw SmackDown <laughs> right. rivalry. Right. All right, let's uh, yeah. track. Let's track the. You want to track the end of this? Yeah, Yeah. There they go. Yeah. That's so funny because, like, Cena was over the rope way before Batista. But somehow, the way Batista went, he just got over that fucking thing and went down quicker than Cena. Yeah. Cena hit the apron and Batista didn't. So then, when Cena hit the apron, that slowed him down from hitting the ring and Batista hit first. Yeah. Well, but you have to take it apart. They got to call something in the fly here, too. The referees do a really good spot here. Yeah. They, well, referees do a dynamite job. According to Bruce, to Bruce Pritchard, Vince was in the ear of these referees saying, telling them to do this spot on the fly. Yeah. yeah. Smackdown for Smackdown, Raw for Raw, which is perfect. Man, we got a major malfunction at the junction here. We got two winners of the Royal Rumble. Someone should come down and solve this right now. Yeah. Maybe Bruce Pritchard will come down. <laughs> I think there's no chance in hell. Uh oh. Here he comes. Here he comes. He's pissed. Look at him. He's going to be even more pissed when he can't walk here. And, oh, God. And boom. There oh. And down he goes. Down goes Vince. And then he just sits there. I love this. He just sits there like. But look at how he no sells it. You know he's in excruciating pain, and you can't tell a damn thing. Yeah. You said earlier, why the hell is everyone running down? Well, why was Vince running down? Yeah. Thor squad's trying to be quick going out there. Vince is like, Charles, I'm fucked. No, throw him out. Restart it, goddammit. Cena throws my teeth Cena out. From one, everyone else has to come back out. Yeah, everybody from one. It's funny that they don't pan out to see what the hell McMahon's doing. Well, here we go. According to Bruce, McMahon walks back. Yeah. There we go. Now we get a clean win. Oh, there he goes. There we go. So that was it. Batista's your winner. Would then go on, spoiler alert, will go to tri face Triple H at WrestleMania 21, where he would then defeat him 
for the world heavyweight championship. Um, like you said, Justin, they really strapped the rocket to them. They, they listened to fi- They listened to the fans, which they don't really do nowadays, but anyways, regardless. Yeah. Um, they listened I to the fans. Dur- during this rumble, we saw the best slide into the Royal rumble when, uh, what's his name? Like slid all the way across the ring when he came in. Paul London. Oh, Paul, Paul London. Yeah. And we also seen the worst. With Vince McMahon fucking himself up, <laughs> right? But that, but that's the thing. It's like okay, the, but I think because Bruce just did it last week, right? The the to the yeah. Rumble, right? Yeah. So you're really starting. You, you, his explanation behind it was uh, he was back in the back in the locker room and just after or just screaming and screaming. It's like oh, that's not good. But yeah, one thing that is good is Devin. Thank you so much for being here with us this week. We appreciate you. Uh, obviously, listen to the show every time, every week, and uh, sending in those questions too. That's always very helpful. We appreciate you being here. I really love the show, guys. You guys do a fantastic job each week. It keeps me entertained, keeps my Fridays, you know, hyped up. Gives me something to you know root for every Friday. Give you but, that uh, early start to the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. With you guys' voices. Now this weekend doesn't be start my voice this Friday. Doesn't start Friday night. Saturday, my Justin. weekend starts. Yeah. We don't we need to have that start. argument again. <laughs> when does the weekend start? <laughs> it's Friday fucking night, god damn it. We all god know. Damn it. But, but uh, for me, um, Devin, I want to say thank you for being uh, such a great listener to the show and your interaction. Um, you know, sending in questions all the time, you know, interacting on Twitter. We really appreciate it. And I was so happy we could have you on here. First time I got to talk to you, you know, screen to screen. I was going to say face to face. I guess it kind of is. I can see your face and you can see mine. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, good luck to the 49ers this weekend. And I hope to see you guys in the Super Bowl. Thank you, man. Good luck to the Bengals. Hopefully we can get a rematch of the Super Bowl like 30 years ago. (laughs) Two two Super Bowls 40 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) When, when, thank you guys when, for having me on when neither i really appreciate it well some of us were alive De- Devin wasn't but he wasn't even a glimmer in his father's eye um but next week <laughs> is going to be the first week of obviously the month we're going to be going over 1998 wcw from february so that'll that will uh come to a head for super brawl eight at the end of the month so we're going to be going over Nitro starting on uh, next week, next Friday. We're going to be going over the February 2nd, 1998 WCW Nitro. So if you want, everybody want to go out, take a look at it, see what, see what's happening with that. Justin, we got a lot to unpack this month because they're still, they're building up this thing again with yeah, Sting yeah. and Hogan. It's like, holy shit, they're still doing this, aren't they? So we got a lot to unpack this month again. So. Definitely I'm excited forward. for that. Um, early 1998 WCW was still hot as hell, really hot. Yeah. And uh, I was definitely watching a lot of this at the time. And so, um, of course, the Hitman was there in February 1998, which makes yeah. it even better for me. But I, um, I really like, <laughs> you know, people point at Starcade 97 as kind of the beginning of the downfall of WCW. It really wasn't. 1998 was hotter than hell. It's probably the, you know, everyone talks about 97, but as far as ticket sales and pay-per-view sales, 98 was probably the best year they ever had. 
Um, the most profitable anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely excited to see some, you know, nitros and thunders and uh, from February 98 and go to Super Bowl. So money, Mike, get your questions ready. We'll actually have a long, long list. I'll put your own word document and you can have all your 50 questions all there. That's good. <laughs> uh, but seriously, thanks again, uh, Devin. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Justin, you got anything else before we close shop tonight? Who day? Who day? Who they think I beat them Bengals? Definitely not the fucking Chiefs. Let's go, Bengals. Get one more so we can go see Devin Dallas 49ers. I'm, I'm still going to say it. Bills Mafia, stand up, mount up. Let's go, Bills Mafia. Yeah, get Niners for, next year. for life. <laughs>